Welcome to episode 109 of Frank Reactions, the podcast where we help you profit from the digital era through better customer experiences online and off. My name is Tema Frank. Some of the biggest customer experience horror stories that we hear come out of the auto industry, but so do some of the best. In episode 81, I interviewed Joseph Michelli, the author of a book called Driven to Delight, about the Mercedes experience and how they shifted from, well, not really dropping their focus on technical strength, but really trying to boost up their expertise in customer experience, partially due to pressures from the service levels at companies like Lexus. And if you missed that interview, you can go back and hear it. Uh, You can find it at frankreactions.com forward slash 81. Well, I found Michelli's book on the bookshelf of the man that I'm interviewing in this episode, Bruce Kirkland, who has built one of the most successful Lexus car dealerships in Canada by doing many of the things that I talked about in my book, People Shock. Bruce and I were on a panel a few months ago talking about how to improve customer experience. And when I heard about the guest spa in his dealership, I knew I had to get him on this podcast. We talked for quite a while. So as with my Doug Stevens episodes just before this, I have split this one into two parts. So in part one today, you will hear about how starting a dealership when he had absolutely zero experience in the industry actually proved to be a real benefit, though of course it did make for some trying times at the beginning. You'll also hear about the stress that he puts on culture training, not just for new staff, but for existing staff to keep them refreshed, and his three pillars of success how the company survived and possibly even thrived in a recession, and some really unique features of his store, his dealership, that keep his customers incredibly loyal. I do have a quick warning at one point in this interview, he and I both used a bad word. So that's your little alert. Anyway, do enjoy and I will chat with you briefly at the end. Bruce Kirkland and I'm dealer principal Lexus of Edmonton West in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. What does dealer principal mean? Dealer principal means you have some shares in the company. So that means that you're, well, the owner, it's kind of like a a term they use in the car industry, dealer principal. General managers, you don't have nuggets or points or shares. So so that means I have shares in the company, so I consider dealer principal. And how long have you been with Lexus? I built the store. So I came to Lexus uh, 13 years ago and built the store. It took a year to build. So I've been sitting in the chair as general manager for 10 and then just have shares in the company now. Before yeah, I got yeah. online here, you were talking about having a background in phys ed and psych. Yeah. psych. So yeah. I'm curious about what the trajectory was that got you from there to here. I wasn't. In it. I, I did. I was involved in education for uh, quite a while, probably 15 years of my life. And then a friend of mine approached me to go into business. And it was a good time to take a year off and go into business and loved it. We started an off-site, uh, it's called a property tax company. That's when a client was cutting everything. And so he had the technical skill but had no people skills. And so he built a company and we'd uh, defend your property tax assessment against the government. Mm-hmm. We'd give you 50% of the savings. If we didn't get anything, it cost you nothing. So right. it was a win-win, right? Right. Come to you and say, and we built it, it grew, and then got bought by Deloitte. And then so Deloitte wanted me to build a national program for them. 
So I ended up doing that for two years, but didn't like the culture. And I was in Edmonton and then in Toronto doing building national companies like would be, you know, the big national companies like Home Depot, Canadian Tire, that kind of stuff. So I was working on securing those contracts. And from that, I went to the offsite document storage company and uh, built that up from the ground for three years. And that got sold off to Iron Mountain. So and uh, during that time, then I came to Lexus. So hmm. and the, the interesting part is that one of my really good friends and basically business mentor had Tyler Lexus and he kept watching me and we met all the time and he said to me you know um I, you need to, I need to build a Lexus store and you can do that for me and I went oh, I can he goes well you know everyone I mentioned go find me a piece of property in the land so I found a piece of property and I didn't know he and I said which one he said which one do you want and I go which one do I want I, I, I'm running an offsite document storage company uh, but I said the 170th street and he goes well go buy it for me just what kept doing all the stuff for him and then one day he said to me and I had a, a bad partners actually in my in my business with uh with uh, with capital archives and uh, he kept saying to me you know i want you to be my general manager and i said to him herb i know nothing about the car business and he shook his finger at me he goes young man i've watched you build two other businesses you know nothing about them either he goes you know it's about people you have that skill set please do this for me and took him a bottle of wine at normans and, <laughs> and, uh, and then i uh, i took over it so that's why i think we're very different i look at it very differently from a different lens it was hard because you, when I first came here to interview people, I interviewed all car people. Mm-hmm. And after the first day, we weren't open yet. We're six months away. And I went, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so their what? attitudes weren't quite what yeah. you were expecting. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I'd ask them, like, you know, well, can you, give me, can you give me some references of some of the people you sold cars to? Well, why do you want those? What? Um, you, know, you know, it's because, you know, I'm number one. I'm the best salesman. Oh, and, of course, it was just different. And even some of the car people I had here, my sales manager and stuff, I'd always ask why, you know, the why question. Why do we do it that way? Well, we always did it that way, Bruce, but, but why, Bob? Why? And so I think our success really is because we had seen it from a different lens, a total different lens. So what did you do then to find the right kinds of people? You know, it was interesting. It, it was a process uh, out of the gate. It didn't, you know, it was good, good out of the gate because of our custom we we had in our in one of our pillars. But it was hard. It took about three years to get the people, mm-hmm. and uh, it was when somebody walked in with a. And I always came to get a resume. So no matter who came in, I would come down and get the resume from. Oh, me. that's interesting. Okay. I'd always do that. So it said the receptionist. I will always. Okay. Someone comes in with a resume. I'll come down and grab the resume. She says for every position, I go for every position. Mm-hmm. And and my so well you don't have time for that I got absolutely have time for that, and it was interesting. So I went down and it was uh, a young man who had hospitality and had worked at it was a actually had worked at Earls and then had been a hockey player had graduated from university and that was another thing that I really wanted is I wanted educated people. Mm-hmm. This industry has so many people with no education, right? And I wanted people that had gone to Nate or gone to Grant McEwen. I just wanted them to have education. So you had to pay them more? Um, you don't have to pay them more, but I think you're getting someone who's going to be more inquisitive, yeah. going to prepare to learn, yeah. be a lifelong learner. Right. And so we hired them, and it went really, really well. And since that time, we've gone to the hospitality industry. We're really, hmm. we're not in the car business. We're in the relationship business. We're really in the hospitality business. And I keep saying that. We're in the hospitality business here someone you should always feel like you were treated very very well when you came in so we changed our whole direction and we've gone but the majority of my team has come from hospitality Mm. and we and now once you're in hospitality you know somebody else and we have an open and always getting people in right Right. 
and they're so good. Like, you know, when you go to a restaurant, well, the food's cold. What well, can I do this for you? They go to tables. They talk. Yeah. They're not afraid of people. Right. And that's, his name was Matt Miller, and now he's my general manager. But most majority of my people are from hospitality. I don't want to be the biggest car dealership in Edmonton. I don't want to be, you know, the best car dealership in Edmonton. I want to be the favorite car dealership in Edmonton. Because <laughs> you can't argue with favorite. So what makes you favorite then? I think it's the way we treat people. I think it's all the little touch points. Every car dealership does things big. It's easy to sell a car and service a car. But we want you to have an experience. We want to have an experience from the time you come in the door to someone opening the door for you. Uh, someone always smiling, always giving you, do you want water, do you want coffee? That's part of it. That touch point's really important. But the other touch point is really treating people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. And it's And be honest and have integrity and do those things. And this industry is polluted, let me tell you. Yes. And, and, and especially for women to come and buy a car, they're just petrified that what's going to happen, right? No, we've all had bad experiences. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so we, we be, we're really careful about that. But this dealership's, I'm a lifelong learner, so this dealership trains all the time. If you become... That was going to be my next question, oh, yeah. actually. So, so what happens with, in fact, you could come in and sit and listen to culture training if you wanted to. We just did, we have new employees. So every new employee must go through culture training. Okay. And they're going like, but I'm in the car business. So we sit down here, Matt and I, in this room right here, and we'll give an hour presentation on our culture. Mm-hmm. Our three pillars, what makes us successful, what we expect. So what are your three pillars? The first pillar is to make sure that everyone has an outstanding service and purchase experience. It's absolutely critical that you have this experience. Mm-hmm. So we want to have the best. The second pillar is let's look after our guests like they're members in our home, mm-hmm. but also let's look after the people we work with. And I challenge them. They're all new to make, go meet somebody new and make sure they go talk to the detailers, the unsung heroes, the people that aren't in front of the house. Right. It's much like a last restaurant, right? Yeah. The chef is all the work and the people in front of the Exactly. So we, the big tips. Yeah, big yeah. tips. So we have backup house and, and it's really, and I call them our unsung heroes. Mm-hmm. So that's, and the one the other pillar is to give back to the community. It's one of our pillars that we give back to the community. And people tell me all the time, Bruce, you can make a lot more money by not giving so much back to the community. And I'm going, really? <laughs> you think I don't know that? But I think it's important to give back to the community. But the community gives back to you. And uh, it's what, so those are our three pillars. So they have to sit and go through this. And at the end, it's funny because then they have to read a book. And I said, you came to the car industry and now you, you know, you, you have to read a book and they have to do a, uh, an opportunity challenge stuff. The book's called The $6,000 Egg. I love the book. The $6,000 what? $6,000 Egg. Egg? Egg. Okay. It's a story about a restaurant that wouldn't serve a person an egg and change this, change the special, right? The guy wanted just the egg and then they wouldn't change the special. And he'd been going there forever. It's a really interesting book. Hmm. And so then finally he asked for the manager and they wouldn't change the special and he left. And he spent $6,000 there. And so the book is about service and making sure the answer is yes. Let's make sure yeah. we're right. It's, it's a really powerful little book. It's I'll got lots of pictures. It's got lots of pictures and stuff. And I hold it up and they all laugh. And they love the book. Because hmm. then it means don't say to somebody, you know, we can't do that. Right. The answer here is yes. Right. What's the question? <laughs> and it's always So how yes. does that translate it? I mean, you know, the big thing people complain about with car dealerships is the games about going back to talk to my manager, all that bullshit. How do you deal and with that? And it is bullshit. Sorry to say <laughs> that. You have to empower your staff and you have to believe in your staff. And the disengagement is awful. People hate that. Mm-hmm. So what we've done here now is we've gone to just the iPad technology where you don't have an office, you have an iPad, and everything shoots up on the big screen. So you and I sit by the iPad and everything goes up there. Okay. So it's very transparent. It's like an Apple store. Right. That salesman has the power to make the decision. 
Okay. He has the power to make the decision. Mm -hmm. Why not? Mm -hmm. If he needs help, absolutely ignore the manager. But we don't want we want to make sure that our salesmen are empowered to sell the car. At the end, the manager signs off on it. That's right. it. If Disruptions are coming to the industry. Mm -hmm. Disruptions are coming. So let's make sure that we you give you the best experience you can. You get a great experience when you go to Apple. Mm -hmm. You try to get a good experience when you go to a high-end hotel. Mm -hmm. Why don't we have a good experience here? Why can't we have the best experience of any car dealership? How does that affect the bargaining process? I mean, my assumption has always been that this going to the manager had nothing to do with really needing manager's approval. It was a way of trying to convince you're, you're, you that they yeah. were giving you the and, best. And I, and it's a hard question to answer because this is the only store I've been in. And so, okay. it's, you know, it's, okay. yes, I think that sometimes that's it, but not at this store, but that's right. absolutely you're right. Okay. In the game of the car business, and yeah. it's a game, it's absolutely like, yeah. you know, but I think it's awful to, to do that, yeah. to play the game. It's funny. We wanted to go to all-in pricing. People want to negotiate. <laughs> it's funny. We, we say, you know, this is the best price, this is your price, but I want to negotiate. Well, we didn't think the public wanted to negotiate. We want to say that we're giving you a fair price. Are we yeah. making profit? Yes. But this is a very competitive, it's fair price. Right. But people seem to want to negotiate. But, but you we've been trained to, I but guess. Absolutely. Yeah. But only in the car industry. You don't, you don't no. yeah. at Apple, you don't negotiate. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and I mean, people do like to negotiate, but I mean, I don't go to Henry Singer and buy a suit and get to negotiate. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's funny. A dentist was in, one of my friends is a dentist and he was down there. It's called grinding. They were grinding my sales team down. And so, <laughs> so he came up to me and he said, you know, and they said, well, he's being really difficult. And I, and I said to him, doctor, like, what's going on? He goes, well, I want a better price. I said, the next time I'm in your dental chair, I'm going to put my hand up. Well, hold on here. I want to negotiate on the, on the, on the, on, on the filling. Mm -hmm. But we're trained that way. But we want to be fair. So if people want to negotiate, let's negotiate with one person. Mm -hmm. Let's negotiate with one person. And, and, and let's not be afraid to say, you know what? Yes, we're making profit on the car. Yeah. Absolutely, we have to make profit on the car. Right. And I say to people, we have to make profit on the car because all, all the stuff, property tax, all that. But we want to give back to the community. Ooh, nice fat pocket line. Right? Yeah. But, and it is. We but it's want true. To give back, I mean, right? you do. Yeah. We do. We want to give some back to the community. And it, it's funny, when everything got cut, when the economy crashed and yeah. there was like, you need to cut, I, I challenged my staff what, what we should do. And, of course, they want to cut advertising community. And I'm going, no. It's the last thing we're going to do. Right. We're not going to cut community involvement. This is when the community needs us most. Mm -hmm. But so many people did cut. So how support. have you dealt with that then? The slowdown. Well, we, to be honest, we didn't slow. Really? Didn't slow. Huh? It's 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 interesting, and we don't we don't advertise that a lot, but we we, we did very very well, and huh. it was because of our reputation. Yeah. Absolutely, our reputation. We're still in a different niche sometimes, but we didn't slow. And uh, the recession of 09, give it back to me, please. <laughs> give it back to me. In That's fact, really 09 was way better. Now. Yeah, but it has, it has slowed, but we've done very well. We have not fallen back. So have what we, do you attribute that to? I really think it's the experience you get when you come here. And I really do believe it's word of mouth. You know, we went dark on, on advertising. Like, we went dark two years ago. Right. Like, on traditional Paid paper and, yeah. and, you know, ads and stuff. And I mean, I loved our radio ads because it was our Lexus owners talking for us and it was a right. cool, we did that. But I think people now, because of the way people buy things, they're on Amazon and mm -hmm. they're on Wayfair. I mean, they're online, they're looking, right? Of course. And so if you went online, looked at our Google reviews, I think we're at 750 at 4.9 for mm -hmm. an auto industry, wow. which is 
That's for impressive. Auto. It's impressive. That's and so great. people, I mean, you don't travel with a looking at TripAdvisor, right? Right. You no, don't travel. People, of course, they're going to look online. And you, go, and you go to a restaurant, you're looking, right? Yeah. So they're going online. So they're yeah. looking and stuff. And it's a great story. We had a guy come all the way from Medicine Hat to buy a car from us. And wow. So he came in and he's buying the car. And then he says, can I please talk to, to Bruce? And he goes, well, do you know Bruce? goes, no, but you know, I like to talk to him about the Google reviews. So I come down and I go, <laughs> because I bought because of the Google reviews. And I go, oh, that's awesome. And I thank you. I'm very proud of them. And he goes, oh, no. He goes, it was the bad one that I came about. And I went, really, why? And he goes, it's the way you responded to it, that I knew you cared, that, right. I, knew, that I knew you wanted to make it right, yeah. that you didn't just brush it off. Yeah. You did respond. You did, you did say, we dropped the ball. Can I pick it up? Yeah. And he goes, so that's why I came. He goes, you have so many good ones if I you're writing them yourself. <laughs> right? yeah. So, you know, so that's, and so, I mean, Google reviews, a bad one isn't necessarily bad. Well, and that's such an important yeah. lesson. Yeah. And I, I struggle yeah. with people in the hospitality yeah. industry. A lot of the hotels, yeah. they just, if they get a bad review or small business yeah. owners, they get a bad review, they'll either ignore it or they'll come back saying, well, you were being unreasonable. Yeah. And it's like, no, don't no, do that. Even no. if the customer was being absolutely unreasonable, right. yeah, that's not... Right. Help. You know, you can use great words like, you know, would you give us the opportunity to make it right? I mean, we try to do that all the time. Will you give us the opportunity to make it right? But yeah, if we have a bad review. We just, we got to respond to it. Yeah. We're not perfect. Yeah. yeah. But instead of getting in a fight with them online. Yeah. Right. And right. then people are just all chiming in. And going, I went that restaurant too and they treated me the same way. Exactly. So I, I think it's a good lesson for all businesses. And in training, I tell people, don't worry about your one stars. And right. they looked at me and go, what do you mean? Don't worry about it. Just respond to it correctly. Yeah. yeah. Don't ignore it. Right. When beyond, okay, people come in, they get yep. greeted in a friendly way, they get offered a drink, whatever. What else do you do that makes the experience Transparency. Special? Okay. I think that's important. The people, you know, it's, I don't think any business changes. All people are all smiling. They're all happy. They do, truly do care. Mm-hmm. And you can sense that when they come in. Little things like there's no paging. I don't want to include the air. The car dealerships are famous for including the air. <laughs> yeah. Go in the car dealership. Yeah. Parts 101, service yes. 202, Bruce yeah. 506. Yeah. No. Here's someone will run around run and get around. you. Yeah. So we hire people correctly to always smile and say, you know, and when you come, everything is transparent. Here's your bill. Here's what we did. Here's what it is. Are you happy? Do you have an explanation? Uh, can, you know, is that good, right? Right. Uh, the things is too, when you come in here, you get a service loaner. I mean, if you want your nails or feet done, you do that. You want yeah, talk about that because a lot of my listeners will have no idea what you're yeah. talking about there. So, so, so we believe that when you come to service at our, our at our store, that we want to give you an experience. So, if you want to wait for your car, then how about if you're going to wait instead of just waiting here? Why don't I send you for breakfast? It's there's a hotel right there. We'll send you for breakfast, and you can read the paper, and we'll take you in the golf cart if you have to. If you don't want to walk, we have a golf cart that'll they'll take mm. you down there, and then you'll have breakfast. Come back, and your car will be ready, or you know, or why don't we'll say to them, well, you know what, your service is only an hour and a half. Would you like would you like your nails done or your feet done? So we have a spa <laughs> here, and so not we have men doing pedicures all the time too, but women love it. They'll come in. It's complimentary. They'll have their nails done or their feet done in a very quiet area. They want to have a glass of wine. They can have a glass of wine, and it's about the experience. It because we we sell relationships. That is such a radical thing in a oh, car yeah. dealership. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> what sure. What even made you think of that? You know, it's just you just we always and it's not me because I I mean I'm one of those bosses that get a lot of credit and uh, do none of the work. So <laughs> I mean my, my staff is young, and we always once a year. And if you're ever in a management position like I am. I would suggest this. Every year, I challenge my managers. I give them a document. It's called Opportunities and Challenges. Mm-hmm. And so they do this document, 
and then we sit around this table, we go off-site, and then we go through the documents. So every department contributes yeah. because you want you don't want department against department. And the ideas come up, like, what can we, and I always challenge, well, what can we do more for our guests? Mm-hmm. We call them guests, not customers. Right. And that idea, I don't know who gave that came up with that idea, but the breakfast idea was mine, but it came up with that idea, and I'll tell you, it's been phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, we have many quiet, we have a grand piano in our showroom, <laughs> another another experience that we have is we hire kids from Grant McCune to play on Saturdays. So when you come here Saturdays, wow. so we have a live you have a live piano playing, and it, wow. it's it's a it's unique experience. But we think we're luxury. We know we're luxury, and we yeah. want the experience to be a luxury. Yeah, experience. we want it to be a luxury experience. And the problem with you know people go to another store and they don't get a luxury experience, and they come here and they love the experience. Yeah, everyone makes a great car. Mm-hmm. When you look at you know, the Mercedes, the BMWs, the yeah. Audis, the Lexus. Everyone makes a great car. This is the only city in Canada where Lexus is number one in market. Really? The only city. They're number four and five across the country. Huh. This is the only place in Canada where Lexus is number one in the market. So do they, do they get you to go training elsewhere? Yes, they try. Yeah, they just... But, you know, you know, you're a great trainer and you're a great leader, but sometimes people don't listen. Yeah. Or they, or they look for the secret sauce. Yeah. And there really is no secret sauce. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just basic principles look after the people and hire good hire. Well, hire I think that's well. it. It comes yeah. back to hiring well. Yeah. If the others are hiring people who yeah. are out of the traditional yeah. car sales yeah. industry, yeah. how do you turn those types yeah. of people you around? Don't. And you can't. You can't, right? You know, we all know that there's no secret sauce. It really is hire slow and fire fast. Mm-hmm. Take the time to hire. But we went outside, we didn't want car people, and now people are looking at our store all the time. And people come and visit our store. We have stores, lots of stores come across Canada, walk through here, and they're looking and trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. One of my salesman was really fun. He said when he was training, he goes, he was sitting in the training session, and because we always put an extra, like if you've been with us, you go through college training all the time. Okay. So when we have new people, older people still have to come. So we always uh, end up, because okay. you have to refresh them. Right. right. That's good. Yeah. And he was saying once, he said, the fact that trick last week, he said, you know, I'll give you a story. He goes, Bruce was watching us dealing with a guest and he dealt with the guest for about 45 minutes an hour and the guest left and Bruce came down and said, tell me about the guest. And he said, well, he's looking at an RX. And he said, tell me about the guest. The guest. Yeah. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, you know nothing about the guest. You don't know his name. I don't really know his name. I said, you don't know where he works. You know, he's yeah. a dog. Yeah. You know, I think he goes, well, don't you think that's intrusive to ask people what they do? Uh-huh. I go, no. I no, because you want to make sure you're selling yeah. them something that fits their lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You want their lifestyle. And then there may be six degrees of separation. Say yeah. he all of a sudden worked at, uh, say, Field Lawn. And I come down and go, oh, you know Brian Bale? But, you know, like, there's so many things that yeah. will connect you. You're trying to connect dots all the time. Right. But if, if you don't know and you sold him a car and he goes to Mexico every year, and yet you could send him an email going, hey, I just saw this article on Mexico, just thinking about you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Don't worry about the yeah. car. Right. The car will take care of itself. Yeah. Or if you know that they have a dog, and we have a uh, we have a dog as well. We have a dealership dog. Uh, okay. uh, you know, like there, if you find commonality, mm-hmm. you build trust. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know anything about them, then how can you build commonality? How can you offer them tickets to ESO if you don't know if they're interested? How can you offer them tickets? Places? You know, I'm so glad you said that because I used to work uh, in the banking industry, yeah. and I was in Toronto at the time, and we were forever being given Blue Jays tickets, yeah. and it's like. No, I don't want to go see the Blue yeah. Jays. Give me a theater ticket. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, everyone's mindset was like golf or no. baseball or foot hockey, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, for a lot of your customers, they do want to go see the Oilers. Yeah. 
but not everybody. Not everybody. And the thing is, we won the Mayor's Award Supporting the Arts like six years ago, yeah. I think. We beat out like ADCO. Like, I'm a small company. <laughs> but like, we have tickets for City Ballet. We have tickets for ESO. Mm-hmm. We have tickets for Fan of the Opera. We have tickets for yeah. the Oilers. We have tickets for the Eskimos. Mm-hmm. But you have to know what your guest wants. Right. Or, or likes, right? Yes. You know, yeah. and, and I, I think the more you know about the guests, then the guest becomes really loyal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The guest becomes loyal. Yeah, for sure. They're, I mean, they're going to probably buy two cars from you. Yeah. Right? And tell others. And tell you. others. And, and so I think, I think we forget that, you know, is it intrusive to ask what someone does? I don't think it is. Like, where do you work? Yeah. I work at Alberta Government. Oh, really? Great. Yeah, it's you know, having a yeah, having a conversation, and so we train a lot about that. But also, every Thursday and every Friday morning from eight thirty to nine thirty, one team comes for training. Wow! Every every week, there's training. And there are how many teams? There's two teams, so the A okay, and the B so, team. So every so, two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. No, they're coming every week, either Thursday or the Friday. Oh, I see. Every okay. week, so you're either coming Thursday morning or Friday morning. And what types of training? There'll be everything from there'll be everything from some hospitality training. There'll be stuff on on lease renewals. There'll be stuff on the new programs. But there will be stuff on growth as well, okay. and it's support, right? How many employees do you have? One hundred and twenty-seven. Okay. So it's small, yeah, medium-sized business. And I'm guessing that your turnover rates are probably slower than yeah, others in your very industry. Very slow. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I have two buildings. You don't know where I sit, but I have a building across the street. And you think when that when we were building this, you think that building could be across town because you're not living in the culture day to day. Yes. Can't see because you yeah. can feel culture. Yeah. I truly believe people go, you can't just feel culture. You can feel culture all sure. day long. Yeah. And now that's it's unbelievable over there as well. So and I we truly believe whether you're buying an $80,000 car for me or a $15,000 car for me, there's no difference. Okay, now most people would think Lexus doesn't have a $15,000 well, car. But we have, well, the be used cars. Yeah, we have, we have yeah. pre owned cars. So yeah. if you buy a pre owned car from us, yeah. why are you any less valuable than buy another car from us? Okay. There's no value. There should be no value difference there, right? right? You should get tickets via so. You should get a gift at the end. You should get a pedicure. You should get everything should be the same. Now that's really interesting. Well, you should, though, right? Because a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, he can afford it because. He's got a higher profit margin on his cars, but uh, and actually, Lexus is way less than Mercedes, BMW, or Audi. Right? Lexus, our average selling price here is fifty-four thousand, fifty-five thousand. Okay. So, but our pre-owned center sells, you know, anything from fifteen to to like fifty. Mm-hmm. But if someone buys a car, even here, you could buy you could buy a car here for eighty thousand or a car for thirty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. Why why would we treat you any different? Right. Why would we treat a pre-owned customer any different than a than a new customer? Right. Well, and especially because I can see where a lot of people might start with the pre-op. Absolutely. And then... You get yeah. them in the brand. Or they yeah, even... Exactly. They, 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 even, they even buy an off-make from us because they treat it so well. Mm-hmm. Because they know when they buy an off-make from us. I tell them, my staff on the pre-owned side, make it right. We pay now or we pay later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if, if, if you bought a car from us and you drove away for 30 days and something went wrong, most dealerships are Sorry, like, you took over. Did you drive an awful lot? Yeah. And did you have it in your garage? Yeah. Instead, we're saying, we absolutely want to make it right for you. So let's make it right out of the gate. Let's not try to go like, oh, yeah. let's save ten dollars here, yeah. hundred. No, let's make it right out of the gate. And so we've had many people that have bought an off make from us can buy a car from us. Yeah, I can Lots. see that. I hope you enjoyed part one as much as I did. In our next episode, two weeks from now, Bruce talks about things like why he loves hiring millennials and some of the things that his company has implemented to keep them on staff. 
more ways to deal with a recession without laying off staff. We talk about the risk of disruption in the auto industry and wonder whether perhaps Amazon could soon be selling cars and what impact would that have? And what sort of client newsletter makes sense for a company like his? So that's it for today. I do hope you've enjoyed this interview. Uh, Not sure if I mentioned this already last week or not, but I've started work on my next book, which is the People Shock Workbook, to try and help you get more practical guidance on how to actually move forward with a customer experience improvement plan. And I would really value your thoughts on what would make a book like that really valuable to you in terms of you know, what types of content? Are there specific aspects of customer experience that you've really been struggling with? Also, maybe are there particular ways of presenting it? One of the things I'm struggling with is how much detail should I go into? I don't want it to be so detailed that it's intimidating and no one's ever going to go through the workbook. On the other hand, I want it to be detailed enough that you're really going to get value out of it. So if you've got any thoughts on that, please do shoot me an email. It's Tema, T-E-M-A, M as in marketing, at frankreactions.com. Or you can reach me via LinkedIn or on the Frank Reactions Facebook page or on Twitter simply at Tema Frank. Have a wonderful two weeks. 